for the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I'm your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. If you are a first-time listener of this podcast, this is a podcast where we talk to fathers about fathers' rights, um, parental alienation, as well as uh, the effects of family court. Uh, this podcast started off with me just expressing myself, um, telling my story, uh, and um, giving my helping my friends that were going through it immediately. Um, and it turned into me helping other people, hearing other people's stories, um, and getting having meaningful conversations with other fathers, um, not just around America, but around uh, around the globe. We've had callers from the UK as well. Um, the reason this has to be talked about um, is because uh, fathers have been turned into a $50 billion a year business and uh, nobody really talks about it. And everyone knows it's a problem, but nobody is like upset about it and wants to speak out about it. It's kind of just like a topic that goes untalked about. So um, moving forward over the next um, five to ten years... It's a strong belief of mine that we need to uh, talk about this topic until we're blue in the face. So this is my start um, to to talking about it, this podcast. And uh, I mean, I talk about it in the community as well. If you uh, want to do your part, um, something small, you don't have to start a podcast. Uh, you don't have to share the link, which sharing the link would be helpful. But uh, what you can do is just go out in the community and Talk to people about this topic as much as you possibly can. Uh, I say it all the time. It could be something small. If you see a dad out being a good dad, tell him he's doing a good job. You don't know he's that he gets to see his kid every day or not. He, he might just be doing his job for the weekend, and that might be all he gets. But you telling him he's doing a good job could be the encouragement that he needs to hear. It could also be uh, just what he needs to hear is from some some reassurance to let him know he's he's a dad just like all the rest of the dads in the community sees it. So. These are small things we can do to um, do our part in the uh, spread of awareness towards fathers' rights and having equal rights to the children that they um, equally help create. Um, Today we're going to talk to another uh, special guest, as all our guests are special um, because they're fathers, uh, and we're going to hear what he has to say. Sean will be calling from Louisiana. Um, He's originally from Michigan, so super excited to hear what he has to say. as with every father, I ask that if you're listening to this podcast, try to listen to it with an open heart. Uh, anything he may say, um, just know he's he's speaking from the heart. Uh, having having a child taken from you and being forced to fight, um, basically from a uh, guilty and proven innocent standpoint, is uh, extremely emotional for all folks, all races, cultures, creeds, heights, every everything, man. It, 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 it hurts. It, it hurts. It doesn't matter. Um, so we, anytime we get a father on this podcast telling about how he feels and how I felt to go through it, man, it's important. So hope you can take something from it and uh, enjoy. So um, on today's episode of Fathers and Family Court, episode 10, season 3, uh, we'll be speaking to Sean. Um, love you too, baby. Sean is 38 years old. Um, he's calling from Louisiana. Uh I'm excited to hear Sean's story, hear what Sean has to say. Um, 
a big part of that is because Sean is originally from Michigan. Um, we're out the same region of Michigan I'm from as well, so that's pretty cool. Um, Sean has a son who's eight years old, uh, and I'm really excited for dads out there to get to hear his story, how he went about it, um, how he handled himself throughout. Uh, without any further ado, Sean, how are you today? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. Absolutely. You already know. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Um, yeah, man, before we get started, my first question would be this. Uh, did you have a father in the home growing up? Oh, I sure did. Oh, man, that's good to hear. Um, and the reason I ask that is because it's like, all right, so you saw your dad at home being a dad, and you had a small blueprint to go from, you know what I mean? And you wanted to, like, you know, you wanted you had something to go from. So it wasn't like you just started from scratch. You had something to, to, to really, and even if, I think a lot of these dads on this podcast um, I had my call. My my guest yesterday. He said, "Man, you know, his dream was to be in film, but more than to be in film uh, in the film industry was to be a father. More than that, like he dreamt about that more. That was a bigger dream of his. I I think that's something big, man. Because a lot of us dads were dads in our heads and how we were going to play it when we were dads way before we were dads. So I think that's a yeah, powerful. Well, yeah, I, I I was put on the spot to be uh, the namesake of the family and. Uh, I had to produce a uh, a son to pass on on the uh, last name, and I did so. My job is done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know, man. You're only 38, man. You still you still could have more to produce. <laughs> a lot to give this world, man. So listen, let's get into your story a little bit, man. Tell me, tell, how, how would you like to start, man? How did it all start for you? Well, you know, it started back, um, I, I worked in um, oil and gas uh, industries, and, you know, you're... you're you're bred for success, and when you have children, um, you want to be able to provide to them the most utmost best for them, and you're going to go chase that dollar, um, and, and that's what I did, and um, I uh, was working out in West Texas, and um, I got a phone call that um, my son's mother, um, at the time he was only... Uh, a year old, mm-hmm. she had another guy um, in our house uh, in my bed while I was out of town working. Mm-hmm. So I, I hopped on a flight first thing the next morning, and I was uh, at the door, and there he was, you know, with my child in his crib with a diaper full of urine, and um, I wasn't happy. Uh, needless to say, his benefit, he did not need to hear any commotion. Um, I simply got him up out of his crib, packed him his bag, cleaned him up, and uh, told that individual to leave. Um, it was sad because this individual, uh, I mean, he didn't even have a car, nothing. I mean, she had to go pick him up. It, it was just an all-around bad scene. But what my focus hell? always stood, you know, with my son. Yeah. So I contacted an attorney right away. Um, we, her and I hashed everything out. And, you know, I told her, hey, look, um, she didn't work. Uh, I was, I provided, um, she drove a new Lexus. Um, she had the life, man. And I told her, I said, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you three months to get a job, um, you know, find a place. I'll still pay all the bills for the next three months, but you got three months to get, get on your feet, you know, and 
even though what I just went through with her, I, I want to help you out, you know. So we everything was uh, fine, and I uh, went back to West Texas to work, and we were doing visitation, um, seven and seven. Um, we agreed on child support, and then all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, um, May of uh, 2015, I believe it was, um, she just held them from me and would not give them to me. I flew all the way back uh, to pick them up. Only ticket that was left available for him to uh, fly back with him was first class. So, you know, I lost that on $1,400, but worst thing is I lost that on my seven days mm-hmm. of being a father. And that right there is the most important thing. So we went to court um, August of 2015 and, or, excuse me, uh, 2016, that was 2016. Um, and we, I got 50-50, but I was the non-domicile parent. And we worked it out. My, you know, uh, child support was $1,700 a month, um, plus carrying my insurance and everything, anything out of pocket. I had to pay 96% of out of pocket, you know. She had it made in the shade. Yeah, it, it, no, from well, what I'm hearing, man, it sounds like you were just being an, an elite father, man, taking care of your home. Uh, you, you know, you're leaving the state, and you're expecting um, the mother of your children to mother your children while you're gone. You're not expecting them to, you're not expecting her to go, oh, he left. Let me go pick up some dude and have him at the house that... I don't pay any bills at, <laughs> you know what All I mean? Right. That doesn't make any sense, bro. Like, bro, this isn't, this isn't a free Airbnb. You got a job to do. You, one thing you said that stuck out to me when you came home, you said your child's diaper was full and that pisses me off. Cause I'm like, well, well, where's mom? You supposed to be momming. So not only did you go as soon as the person left to go, pay the bills to be the to be a man and your job is to be a mother and not to take away from being a mother mother is a serious job and that's what i preach on this podcast i'm for equality i'm not for one or the other like i my mother raised me i'm really big on good moms like they're extremely important man you know what i mean but at the same time now you know that's not being a good mom and there's a lot of mothers out there that are not good mothers like they're they they mothered a child, but that doesn't make you a mother. You you don't you can't you you can't. What you described to me was unacceptable. I'm trying to figure out where, at what point is it acceptable? Because a lot of times we have dads on here. They're married. They're doing the right thing. They go. They're working, and something like this is described. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. When you come home to something like that, I'm trying to figure out why you should have even had to have fifty fifty. Kimmy, not on the pavement, baby. Why you should have to have 50-50. Like, you, at that well, point... I, I, I agree uh, to the 50-50 because yeah. I believe it's important for yeah. both, yeah. the, uh, mother both parents yeah. involved. So, I, I, I agree on that. Yeah, no, but when I hear that, I'm like, bro, that, that just sounds like, you know, then the dude ain't driving. You know what I mean? It ain't like you went... Yeah. So, you went and got somebody who didn't have... A, Spot, a crib, type, no, wait a minute. I told her straight up, I said, look, I said, if you're going to cheat, at least cheat up. 
Yeah, man, you can't, you know what I mean? That 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 doesn't make any sense to me, man. But and and I'm I'm proud of you though, man, because what it shows and what dads out there need to hear is and again, we're just having ourselves a real conversation that we happen to be capturing for other dads to hear. But really, if you listen to what he said, he said all he fo- was focused on was his kid. So picture him coming home. He's super angry, obviously. Uh, he, he just had to catch a flight. Not like he drove home up from up the street. He had to catch a flight. Um, then he catches him in action. Everyone there still, because no one expected him to take an immediate flight. They thought he states away, and everyone's comfortable. So he comes in. Everyone's all good and comfortable, dandy. Everything's good till he pops up. Then the main concern is his kid. He goes finds his kid. His child is in a soiled diaper. So I, I put yourself in his state and listen to what he said. We've heard some other fathers on here, specifically Jake in episode two. Uh, he puts his child first. And he's, you know, he didn't come on this podcast and say he beat anyone up. He didn't come on this podcast and say he lost his cool, which he would have had super right to do. Like, he said he put his kid first, said he packed up his kid and sent them on their way. So, I think that's why it's important we have this conversation so dads out there can hear. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of person you are. You got to put your kid first. You you may be able to tussle, whatever the case. You got to do the right thing for your kid. And... I'm, I may have my, I may have it under control in them situations. You may have it under control, but if there's a dad out there, he needs to hear that. If, you, if you're in that situation, put your kid first. You losing your cool, losing your temper, um, you're going to jail. The other guy's going to jail, and she'll just be out <laughs> praying on the next victim. You know, so that's that's one of a uh, meeting that I've made. You know, um, and I put a posted it on the, the Father's Right page. It's you know, I put it in God's hand. Because if it was left in mine, I'd be in jail, and we're no good to our children behind steel bars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And it all ties together as far as where the state wants you and wants me. You know what I mean? Um, You're from here, bro. You're from Michigan. And um, I don't know if you know how many, the ratio, we got 32 prisons here in the state of Michigan. Go inside. Let me know when you're done. 32 prisons here in the state of Michigan. And, um. 30 of those are for men. One of those is for women. That's one is a, the other one is a boot camp. So that's, again, over 40,000 beds, only 2,400 of those. That's 6% is for women. There's no business in, you know what I mean? The business is in yeah. me. The business is in you. And that's in this state. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in Louisiana, but I imagine. <laughs> I don't imagine. You know, it, it, it can be. So, you know, the, the, I guess to get back to the story. Yep, yep, um, I'm sorry. We're just having a call. Uh, no, 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 that's okay. I, I, just, I just wanted to just kind of get, get it all laid out. Um, so let's fast forward to, that was uh, August of uh, 2016. Well, July uh, of 2016, um, I broke my neck. What? And I, I broke my uh, C4 and C5 in an accident. We won't get on that. So from July through uh, December, I was in a neck brace. And I couldn't pick up anything heavier than a coffee cup. So here I am with a child, and I wasn't able to live by myself. And um, God bless my sister, Kim. She had a few. Um, she took care of me. And um, Peyton uh, was my son. He would come over, and there was a... A, a, a big break um, that apparently happened when I was in the, uh, laying in the hospital. She showed up, um, my Peyton's mother, mm-hmm. um, to the hospital apparently, and 
we work together and nothing. And, you know, I guess she was over, you know, crying over me and trying to kiss my face, whatever it was. Uh, these uh, others individuals that were there, you know, told me about how I was looped out, you know. So anyways, um, so let's fast forward to um, just last year um, around April. Um, I went to go pick up my son as I normally did mm-hmm. um, for my seven day visitation and she decides she's not going to give it to me. Mm. Uh, so, I- okay, so you say you, um, you say she held you, she held your son again here for the second time. Um, uh, now, yes, that's correct. I, I find this, I, I just, I know, man, we're, we're moving, you're we're moving along, you were doing great, but there were some things you still said that, man, they just really catch me. Uh, you broke your neck, um, and you kept persevering. Now, I can't imagine what the first day was like, uh, when you came to, but you just kept parenting and again, thank your sister. And I just want to take time out one time right here and say thank you to all of the support systems out there that are helping these dads um, that are in these situations fighting for their kids. Obviously, they're not fighting alone. There's a lot of people involved in this. So shout out to her. It was a great spot to throw that in. Um, but I want to just backtrack one more time here. You said that you're. Yeah, yeah. You said that the first time she held your son from you. Now, um, were you. Worry, you tried to do the right thing. You didn't just go get custody immediately, which you, you, a lot of dads are always try to do the right thing. I did too for a long time um, until you realize like, okay, well, this, this other party doesn't necessarily want to do the right thing. They want to maliciously hold this child from you. So when your child was held from you that first time, do you remember what that was like? What was going through your head that first seven days? When I sat there in that airport, and Lake Charles, Louisiana, um, waiting for the departure back to uh, West Texas, and he was supposed to be there with me. Um, I kept thinking about all the preparations that I did prior to um, going to get him, um, to make sure that his seven days with me over there was going to be fun, and just how much he was going to miss out. Um, it wasn't about what I was going to miss out on; it was what he was missing out on. Yeah. And you know, you can't you can't take away. Um, time like that, and then just replace it. And it and happen. and you were saying, you know, we're, uh, when you said you were going to pick him up, that's why it's important we have these conversations. I was picturing like he just didn't come. No, you're f- catching flights, so Correct. dads need to hear that. Like you were catching flights. It wasn't like you just went to the police station and they didn't show up. You caught a whole flight, which cost money, which I'm positive you probably weren't reimbursed for any in any timely manner. You know what I mean? So, yeah, okay, man. So, uh, and then how about the second time? Um, the, now, so, uh, what, what happened with this uh, second time? Um, in October of 2018, um, I had a really good judge of character, and her new boyfriend that, she, that I had, he just wasn't rubbing me the right way, so... Again, with me working away, I went ahead and hired a private investigator mm. and um, had him 24-7. There was a team of them. And to ensure that I was I was wrong in, in my gut feelings, you know, I, I needed that peace of mind um, to know that my son was safe. Well, it happened to be... Um, 
last year now uh, that I had the uh, private investigator on on the clock from October of 2018. And matter of fact, he's still on the clock right now. But uh, last year in April, I had him for Easter, and me and my son are both tight. Like he's he's my best friend, but he knows that I'm when Daddy's says something, Daddy says something. I've never had to spank or anything with him. I give him the look and I tell him, tighten it up, see boy. And he just give me them big brown eyes and he tightens up. He, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's a great kid. Well, he come to me and um, <clears throat> he tells me that he's being physically abused by her mom's boyfriend. Mm. Man, and and I this, explain this is something I went through. So me and you, we're gonna talk about this. I, I want to know those initial feelings. I want to know, man, what the fuck was going through your brain? You know what I mean? I seen, I, I seen red, and I thought of things that I could never possibly imagine ever thinking about doing. Yeah, yeah. But they were. But I had that baby on my lap, and he's sitting here pouring his heart out to me and crying. I'm very efficient in whatever is important to me. And I grab my phone real quick and I hit the record and the video. I have all of that recorded of mm. him telling me this stuff, mm. which was huge in court. Mm. Huge. Oh, man. So, so in, I, I had to, um, you know, still follow our, our previous court papers 50-50. So what did I do um, as a good co-parent? I contacted his mother. I explained to her that I had contacted Child Protective Services, DCFS, and my attorney, and that once I hear back from them on what to do moving forward, um, I will let you know. And I followed the protocol right off of DCSF's uh, website on what to do in the circumstances of reporting um, everything. As I should have, I brought him back to her on her time. Yeah. But it was well known that I knew now. And I, I, I you know, don myself nickname of a freight train daddy because you, you're not going to stop me when it comes to my baby. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt that he was um, going to be safe because now they knew that I knew, but they used scare tactics with him. He told me that they, um, that her boyfriend worked for the FBI and the police, and um, I better not tell anybody about being um, um, abused or beaten or whipped or anything. Fuck out of here. He, yes, sir. He finally, like, and this is all on, all on the video, man, and, and off the call, you know, I'll let you hear it, but um, it, it, it's terrible. And I, I shook real bad for a while. I screamed for a while, not you know, after he was being left. But um, I, I was angry. I was, you know, I was bitter. Mm-hmm. But I still had to follow them court papers because yeah. if, 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 a, if a dad does something one way, he's gonna get treated different if a mama does it the same way. Such as parent alienation. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, and I think this is a great time. Where you going, Kimmy? Okay, go ahead. Okay, wash your hands. 
And the reason the reason why it's a it's a Wednesday and I'm able to be with my children, uh, well, it took a series of them coming home with a bunch of abuse signs of abuse. It took a bunch of times of them coming home. And again, 950 days, Sean. We're having a real conversation. 950 days, uh-huh. man. The court says I get to see my kids these couple hours so we can bond, right? So I'm like, fuck, this is retarded. I mean, these are my kids. You can give me four hours with them. So in these first four hours, mind you, it's the first time in my house around me in 950 days because fucking person stole them. Wasn't like, you know what I mean? We agreed to 50-50 multiple times throughout the entire time of these children's existence. And then as soon as the person realized, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to steal them. Fuck it. No, that's not what we verbally agreed to anywhere. Anywhere. But like, listen, you know, my first 950 days, my daughter says, please don't make me go back. Please, they're mean to me. First red flag. Mind you, I haven't seen her in 950 days, bro. Why would she say that? That's strange to me. You just got here. If anything, you know what I mean? It, so it started from there. I was going to ask you, at that, at that point, when you would go to take them back, did, would they, um, uh, on the ride to meet um, their mother, would they shut down emotionally? Oh, man. It, yeah, it started there. The first one was a little bit, the first one, not so much. The second one is just where it started. Second, third, first weekend it was like regular because they stay. It was still kind of regular, but by the by the second third visit it was back to what it was when my daughter was an infant, bro. Like when she was two, like you know when she when it's time to go back, they shut down emotionally. They just she. I got a son too. He's one. My he's 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 four. My daughter's my my daughter's five. They just shut down. They you know when it's time to go get out of the car, go to mommy. You know, they, last time I went hey, to the drop off. But you're thinking in, but you're thinking at that time it's just because they're sad, not because they're afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I was thinking fear immediately when she said they're mean to me. You know, I knew it was that. But like at the same time, I I tried to keep yeah. God. Uh, I tried to. I try, I'm, I'm really in. I'm a, I'm not really religious, but I'm spiritual. So I'm in the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you can go to church every Sunday and then you don't open the door for a person, you've missed it. If you if God's telling you to do something every day and you choose to ignore what he's saying, you've missed it. So like that's spirit. So I, I, I've kind of just was trying to trying to be led by the spirit, man, and trying to lean on faith and, and know that if he protected him for those nine hundred and fifty, he was gonna hold them down for this last time till I got him. So here's the thing, I just wanted to tell you this, you know, after that they came home talking about getting beat with belts after that they come home now the final straw uh, well then, then there was a time in may you know this was all while i'm in family court again after the 950 days then in may they come home my daughter comes home she has nail marks and dug in each of her arms that only an adult can do uh every doctor that looked at it or nurse said it was an adult they called cps on spot you know they 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 the that the cps in this state bro is lazy they don't do any work that's what it is it's Cause they're Title Four too, bro. They're all about business. They don't have nothing to do with our children. So, 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 really quickly here. Then there was that. Then there's, then, then she comes home, man. She's uh, beat up by the by the dope fiend grandma, who, you know what I mean. And then, and then the last straw in the hay was here in April second. My daughter comes home with a black eye, bro. So I'm like, listen. I have been giving my kids back and back and back and back and back and back and back. And now my daughter has a black eye. If she came home with a black eye in an explanation, that'd be one thing. But each time these 
injuries keep coming back. There's no explanation. There's nothing attached to it. It's just, here's your kids for the two days. No explanation. See them again in two days. Like, nah. I gotta go. Yeah. Go it, it's funny that you said about the drug thing because um, after some due diligence on, on my part, uh, come to find out that this individual, um, this, this guy, he w- was arrested for uh, possession and um, distribution of yeah, see? What the fuck? Meth, man. You don't, your son don't need to be around no damn meth head, man. And I don't need he, that. He, would, he told me in this, in this video um, about the whole deal that he would do it when uh, he would hit him and stuff when he was um, drinking beer and something out of a um, round bottle. So I was assuming it was liquor, you know? Yeah, That's yeah. That's when he was beating up on, on, on my son. And I stand a solid six foot three, two 250 pounds. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah, listen, and man. I, could, I and, couldn't do a thing. And I'm all of 5'9". <laughs> I'm all of 5'9", and fucking right now I'm only 200, bro. But I was a fucking heavyweight wrestler. Hey, look, the little guys, you got to watch out for now. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about, man. Because they upset that everybody else got all the damn height. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got they, a chip they, on their shoulders. They'll hit, you, they'll hit you six times before you know what's going on. I'm trying to tell you, bro. But that that's that. But the but the point is, is that I hear I hear what you're saying, and it, all that's so irrelevant because at these points you can't resort to that. Now I had a person on this podcast again, season two, named Jake, and th- this is this is someone we're talking, you know, and we've had multiple members of the service on this podcast who've, you know seen killing i'm sure they've done some killing overseas and when i ask them what's tougher what's the toughest thing it's this type of shit bro not not the war because in war you already know what your enemy's doing what they're coming to do and what they want to do with you here you your enemy is right there and then the person who's supposed to be helping you isn't helping you even though you're a service member like you know what i mean so it's like that but i want to i want to really focus on man how you were feeling here so you send your daughter you send your son back you pack him up you send him back this next time um you said you were angry but i want everyone to take a step back and look at how uh you had to actually hand them over you know what i mean like you handed them back you handed them back over yes because uh, you know that's what the law you know has yeah yeah us we have to do yeah you or else i would have got a buzz Zzz. Sean such and such, known to be in Michigan, and you would have told told me what your car was and what your son looked like, man. That's what would have had happen. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I would have got so, the Amber Alert here, bro, because you from here. Yeah. You, you don't have that option. Yeah. But, um, so what happened with, well, I, I gave him back in, so I, I went about my business just as it normally would, and on my next seven days, I was going to pick him up, and she wouldn't give him to me. And I called the Kokushu Sheriff, and they came out. Um, they say it is a civil matter. They cannot force her to make the child go with me. All they can do is make a report. Well, you know, we were just talking about God and, and, and whatnot. And, well, God put this officer, the right officer, there with me because uh, he creates, generates the report of her making him to me. I had all my documentation there, uh, the court papers, and I commenced to tell him about the abuse thing. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. He makes another report about it yeah. due to the fact that DCSF is a broken system. Yep. 
Yep. And um, he was going through a child custody battle, so he was very, very uh, instrumental in you know just providing me with these two different reports hey. that were ultimately going to benefit um, my son when I got my day in court. Yeah. So we, um, I, I had my first court date. Um, this whole time, she is saying that she has an attorney, and she never had an attorney. Hey. Um, so this is. And then get back on our timeline. Um, this is April of 2020. So like, I finally get my first court date um, in beginning of August. Well, then Hurricane Laura comes to town and just ravages Lake Charles. Our city was just just completely ravaged and wasn't functional, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so they moved my court date again. And then uh, Hurricane Gaia comes through and finishes everything else off in town that Laura didn't get through. Uh-huh. So then, I mean, those months, um, I finally got a reset date in, 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 for January of 2021. That got pushed uh, to February, and February's got pushed finally till just this past Monday. Mm-hmm. And... It was all on Zoom, and really, my my attorney, uh, shout out Cody Bidrian, like Charles Uzana, he is an awesome attorney. He's been my attorney for both these custody cases, um, but I did my due diligence with having everything in order when we were in front of a mediator, and I provided all of, you know, the evidence that I had, but... Guys, one thing that you, when, when you do go to court, if you know, make sure that your your etiquette's there. Yeah. Your use, even even though she in this circumstance, I was a mediator. Um, she's still she's still a judge, and you. I responded to her, Your Honor. Um, just because I was on Zoom, I still had my tie on, my dress shirt, you know, and. Just using that, that, that court etiquette, I would sharpen up on that before you go to court, yeah. you know, if you are for your first time, because it, it goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. I think There's, that's great advice, man. Stay, stay, uh, <laughs> st- stay, yeah. stay on top. Because, yeah, you man. Know, st- like a, there's something I had on here, which is, you know, strategy is important. But execution is everything. Yeah. Incredibly successful people focus on ex- executing incredibly well. Yeah. Hey, man, the Lions' strategy supposedly every year is they want to run the ball, right? Well, until you start punching that rock, man. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I'm, you know, yeah. we're, 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 you know, being from here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm from Pontiac, bro. So obviously, I, uh, I was born, man. Couple miles from the Silverdome, literally two days God rest before. The huh? God rest the Silverdome. Oh yeah, rest up, man. They did his thing. It took two implosions. It didn't fall the first time. But look, man, <laughs> I was born two days before Barry took his first snap, so I'm born into it. But at the same time, you gotta like other teams too, man. If you want to stay sane and, and enjoy, still enjoy football, so I can respect that. Uh, but yeah, man. So let's let's get back on on your son, but. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, you said something. So Corona hits. So you're dealing with Corona when all this is actually happening. So you're, you're at the same time when he tells you this, I think this is important because not only are you hearing this, but you're like, okay, now you got to trust a meth head around your son throughout the pandemic. You know what I mean? Correct. 
Now I don't I don't know any me- I've only met a couple meth heads who I've openly talked about them doing meth, but like from the stories and stuff they were describing, because I mean I, I like to ask questions. I just want to figure out what kind of life you live in, especially if we have enough time to talk about it. Uh, yeah, for sure. But the thing is, with the meth head, you got to worry about them when they're coming off. And, and, and they're not allowed to be on it. Right. See, because he because he was arrested, um, and he was on probation. So you know he's he's Jonesing. So it's even worse. Right. For right. these people, I did. I, I've studied this and, and looked into it because I wanted to know what was going on. Ooh. And that's what that's what scared me the worst. Yeah. Well, shit, man. If he was feeling physical, he could have just hit you up. What the fuck is you doing hitting on a kid, bro? fuck is you doing bro you get you you see his pops is big big enough for the fight hit him up tell him listen i'm feeling a little fucking messed up today and i want to know if you will take that flight and come down here and we can do this thing <laughs> you know what i mean that's not that's not what's would be best for for my son and i knew that no 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 obviously no 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 i'm hypothetically speaking here this that's obviously oh, that's I was, obviously. I was hypothetically speaking way worse than what you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know. I already know you. I already know, man. I already know. I already know, man. You know, I was just, I'm just saying, like, why skip? Why, like, not even you? Like, why? I don't, I don't understand taking anger out on kids, bro. You know what I mean? Like, well, here's the problem: is you know, his 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 mother did not step in to stop this. That's number. That's numero uno. That's numero there uno. The number one thing that parents are first and foremost to provide for their children that they brought to this world mm-hmm. is safety and protection. Nah, and you know why I hung out there on, on, on the meth head for a while, and I'm not even going to give him enough respect to even call him nothing else. And the reason why I hung out on him for a minute is because, man, we're dads. And the same way, we got to call out other other dads that are in dad positions. Because when his kid was with you, he was in the dad position, bro. He had to be a dad. Step parent is a thing, bro. You got to be a dad, bro. Your job is to be a dad now. It doesn't matter if this is your kid or not. It's where you elect to be. Now you're a dad, so do your fucking job, right? So... If he's not doing his fucking thing, I'm going, we, I, I had to hang out on him for a second. But yes, mother obviously is the one who says, hey, it's a good idea to have some meth head around my kid uh, because I think I work with him. Well, you should rather, as a, a mother, would rather be lonely than have her kid around somebody who's going to put him in, put him in, you know, the meth head. That's, that's, yeah. that's something. I, and I, I, and even, so I want to touch on something here, too, before I'm sure somebody might even thinking about this as well what if she was being abused herself and and she looked she couldn't get out of that situation nah well, guess what <laughs> guess what <laughs> y'all can take that theory and, and stick it in a hole somewhere yeah nah nah man what because i we know because i already know bro if it, 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 it two police reports would add her out of that thing you know what I mean? Two of them. You said he was on probation. Yeah. That means he had a probation officer. And she's a chick. Chicks do that all the time. Sometimes, a lot of times, falsely, just go right to the probation officer and say some whole shit or the pro- parole officer and say some whole shit just so you get in trouble. That happens. So, nah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't believe that. No. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially not with how, how it all started going downhill, bro. That was a sporadic action, man. That wasn't... That was, you know, you already said my yeah. man's was on nothing. So that's what she likes. So that's where she want to be at. So she going to keep ending up. But, like, it don't have to be that, man. I should have just been focusing on being a mom, bro. Like, don't worry about just, just 
you gonna come first when you got kids no more. You know? That's why I haven't been podcasting. A lot of my stuff stopped because all my time now is focus on being a parent, man. Focus on being a dad. Focus on teaching my kids home training. Focus on that. Not focus on fucking me and my personal shit. That's that's done once you once you once you once some little kids look at you in the eyes. You can still have goals and dreams and stuff, but you living for them. Living for them ain't having yes, no methane around, man. That ain't that. So let's get to it, man. So- one thing real quick, real quick that I did leave out on that. Before, uh, our, you know, my son was born, she had um, a, a son. And that father took him from her. Mm. And I had to get and hire an attorney um, and fight. And, and we got him back. But she knew what it was like. For that to happen, yes, she still did it. Oh my goodness, bro! So this has happened to her two times, bro. <laughs> she knew what it was like to go you know, four and a half months I, without seeing her child. I think there needs to be something done here because when that happens, there needs to be an immediate red flag on a person. When you lose your kids, you don't get to be like, "I'm gonna go make some more." And that's not, like, to yes. knock you or, like, this is, like, just a general thought of mine that since we're on the topic. Like, we got a red flag. You know what I'm saying? There should be red flags. And I'm not saying, but, like, you, until you figure out the first set you got that you, you know what I'm saying? You, sh- you shouldn't get to just, oh, I'm just going to just redo it. Like, what? No, man. You figure out what you got. Yeah. She was moving um, from just at the, I mean, it's only about an hour and a half or so from where she was living to closer, you know, with me. And they didn't want their child or, or their uh, the father of that child did not want him far away. Right. From him. And I get that. I do. Right, right. No, nah, man, you, I think you did the right thing, though, man. You didn't know. You know what I mean? You didn't know. You were trying to do the right thing, man. Just, you know what I mean? I, 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 I tell you what. I tell you what, man, there's a lot of things you said that show who you, who you are and your character and what, what kind of parent you want you to want to be, you know? And I know when her son, her other son did come around, I know you were a great dad to him. You didn't take the opportunity. And here's the part that pisses me off. I, I know you did such a good a job that when her son was around, there should have been a blueprint of what a good stepdad looked like for her already. Even if she hadn't grew up with one, there should have been a good blueprint because of the one you provided. So that's why I don't understand how... A, a person with no whip who you gotta go pick up or a motherfucking methane like what you know what I mean like what I'm trying to figure out man like would you want you go you yeah bad choices you're man. a product of your environment and if you surround yourself in your environment with, with trash you, you, you're gonna be messy yeah yeah man I, we just our last caller man he uh our last caller uh, he was talking about something similar, man. He was actually calling from California. He's originally from Detroit as well. He he was saying his 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 child's mother was around a bunch of coke things. I'm like, okay. He was saying like you're you're gonna end up turning yourself out. You just hanging with dope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. If if you're hanging with folks whose only mo is the oot oot go at they nose, then eventually, you know what I mean? Like I mean, if this all year round, only people you hang around. All, but I do believe in willpower and whatnot. But I mean, like just. Over time, but yeah, man. Uh, so on Monday when I was in court, uh-huh. I hit that like a grand slam, and I got off the phone. My attorney called me and said that I have um, full custody 
domicile. She will have him get to see him every other weekend. Uh-huh. And that the um, boyfriend is not to be around my child. Mm. Now, this is magical. This is magical, and this is something powerful, man. I am so proud. Because I got that sunshine in my pocket. You damn right, boy. Man, my, con- gun, my son. Congrats, man. I'm so happy for you, man. Every dad out there hearing this is happy as well. Um, don't give up, y'all. No, nah, and, 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 and the important part is this, man. I want to stop right for a second and, and, and mention QB. Uh, a caller who I'm going to have on here again. You know, a lot of these dads, we're, we talk for our 45 minutes, our hour, our hour and a half, or however long we talk. And then afterwards, it's not like we're, we forget about each other. These people become my friends. You know what I mean? So QB is somebody I talk to a lot. He's always hitting me up, asking me how I'm doing and stuff like that, making sure I'm still fighting, still putting pressure. So, But listen, here's what happened with QB. He won full custody of his daughter because his child's mother kept having a uh, pedophile around a convicted felon pedophile you know and uh you know and 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 and, and the guy's still around to this day you know so they got got a special place for the motherfuckers man what i'm trying to explain to you bro so like but the power of qb though because it's like his history you know what he came from he he made it out of chicago you know what's going on in chicago he made it out he's alive and he's trying to do the right thing so it's like for someone to even be trying to pull him back into that into that realm of thinking or energy is crazy and his ability to only remain unfocused on being a father is what's so powerful to me it shows you know where we are as dads man when when jake said when jake got on this podcast and said hey man i came home from from a trip early thinking i'm gonna see my kids surprise them and no one's home and then his his wife pulls up with his, his child and some dude and then the dude walks up to the door and basically thinks it's his house based type deal because that's how the lady was presenting it to him. And Jake didn't start a fight. Jake, Jake's dad is comes from line of state champion wrestlers, bro. He's military. Who you know what I mean? Army. He, all he does is jujitsu. That's all he does. He he didn't take. He didn't get down. He did the right thing. He stayed positive. He stayed humble. He stayed calm, and he did the right thing for his daughter. You're, what, what you're saying is so powerful, man, your energy towards it, you know? But the fight isn't over, man. You're going to have to keep fighting. Like you said, man, your investigator's getting paid right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because, uh, again, I look at it in uh, Peyton's best interest that I, it's, um, instead of pulling him out of school there, which has about, um, about three weeks left and, and he's going to over to uh, Austin, Texas as well with me, um, they only got two weeks left here. It's in his best interest to finish off school there and then come with me. So even though I've got you know the full custody and everything, I still viewed it as um, in his best interest to not disrupt right. all of that right now. Right. So that's why that PI is still on the clock um, because we've got a couple more weeks to ensure that uh, yeah. he's uh, a-okay. Yeah. What's up, Roscoe? Yeah, you gotta wait to find another one. I'm back here looking with you, man. You might not be able to find one, man. Yeah. No, you gotta wait for another one, Ladybug. It's it's a little cold out now. We gotta wait. You gotta wait for another caterpillar to come. Tell your daddy to tell your daddy to move south. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta keep looking. Look for worms with your sister. 
Yeah, man. So, and I think that's powerful, man, because you know, you, you, it's it's not over. And again, it still goes to show, man, how how positive you're being, man. You know, you know he's you know he's in danger, and, and you gotta think like, here's the thing: they say he's not supposed to be around. Well, that's what they told QB. QB's child's mother as well. Hey, don't have this pedophile around your daughter anymore. Not that we you would think you'd have to tell the mother that, but hey, don't have this pedophile around your daughter anymore. And QB, you know, QB's. Daughter's coming back, reporting that the guy's hiding in the closet, that he that they're he's in the house, but he's hiding from her type deal, like that. You know what I mean? Like, and and so these these are the things that no matter how minuscule they may sound, they need to be documented and they need to be brought forth and and oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, dads out there, man, who are listening. Document, 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 document. It's gonna seem so dumb. Now I, I've, I've had, it, I had a, I've had, I've had people upset at how much I'm documenting. But really, I'm doing this to ensure that the law is followed. It's normal in this state. It's a fifty billion dollar business to ignore my rights. It's fifty billion dollars. Uh, right. NFL does ten annually. They do fifty. It's four times that. The problem is, people know who Michael Vick is. People know who Tom Brady is. People don't know what Title Four is. But they know about child support. They have no clue how much money these states are making and these counties specifically are making off of playing middleman for dads coming in asking to be dads. You know? Here's the thing. Also, I said this last time in the last podcast, 90% of prison population across America uh, are, are from single mother homes. Well, how can we fix that? We can make it 50-50. We shouldn't have 50 states and only Kentucky recognizes a father being a father. Out of 50, one and how's it been working for him? It's been working marvelous. So that's why it's like it's interesting to me. Like, but again, man, like there's no money in that. The money is in the business. The same reason they don't care about fixing people. Really, it's about getting people in these jail cells and building building. Uh, it's it's business, man. There's a reason we have more prisoners than the rest of the world's population put together. There's a reason. But the world's evolving now, and, and you know. Uh, again, kudos to you for you know, doing these types of podcasts to get the word out there and, you know, um, the, the father's rights movement and so on and so forth. Because it just was swept underneath the rug and not spoken about, you know. And I think, I mean, millennials, they're, they're a different breed. You know, hey, it is what it is. But guess what? They're, they're, they're part of bringing this out now, you know. Yeah. And, and getting out in the forefront and it needs to and it always has. But now if you're a shitty daddy... And you're bitching about it. Now, look, you just gotta, you, you can't fix stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's your fault. But if you are legit, your dad, there's no book on this, right? We, we learn every day. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's something. You've got to ensure that you are in the, the ring that you've put yourself in. You've got to expect what you've put yourself into, you know? So if you're a shitty dad, don't expect to have old custody. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man, and don't be in there, you know, and and don't make your focus on child support either, and again, man, I understand it's a scam, I talk about that regularly, but if, like, your M.O., if you're talking about child support and bitching about it, when in actuality, you really, honestly, you're, if you haven't, if you haven't, like, you're not, you don't, you don't have no ultimate cause behind it, you just don't want to pay, bro, that's not it, if you're gonna bitch about child support, please understand, bitch about how they're, scamming folks and bitch about how you want your time with your child and bitch about that but if it's strictly that no one's gonna hear what we're saying because they're gonna be oh you're just bitching about child support no no 
It's not that we're 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 bitching because, and we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. We're bitching because we want to be fathers. That's it. We're bitching because you're monetizing my my ability to father. We're bitching because when you charge me two hundred fifty bucks for child support, that same office is getting back twelve hundred off of my two hundred and fifty dollar payment. Well, if it's about my kids, you give that twelve hundred to my kid, and you take the two hundred and fifty dollar payment. You know what I mean? You take it if it's about my kids, but it's not like they're kicking it back into the community. But if you're not going to be talking about it like that, then it's just bitching. You know what I mean? It's like saying bitching yeah. about being fat, but you don't want to talk about what you're eating or you don't want to talk about what you're doing in your spare time. You don't want to talk about those times like what's getting you. It's this damn pop. Just bitching about being fat. Well, get it. You got to bitch about the pop you drink. When you crack a soda, because you guys say soda and the world says soda, if you crack a soda... And then you you enjoy the crisp on it. Well, then you can't bitch about being fat. Don't go. But anyways, uh, so you man, know, one you. One thing too is, is, is with the whole with this whole deal, man. Is even though so I'm gonna have you know full custody, and I'm gonna have him way more than she will. I I, I don't want him to go without for the little bit of time um, that he's gonna have with her. So I told them, you know, I don't I don't want child, I don't want child support from her. Right. You know that the the way that the law when I set up is that cannot occur. It has child support has to be in the documents that she is paying child support. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm still looking out for him. Like, hey, I don't need her money, but I I didn't want him to go without um, when he was with her because she would have less money, right? It's broken. Yeah, no, it is, bro. It but is, it bro. It is. When you when you sign up for you know family court here in Michigan, they to even they give you at the, they give you all these questions to answer like eighty of them, and then very at the very end they sneak in, they sneak in to use these services. You must agree to Title Four, blah blah blah, all in small right. They don't tell you what Title Four is. They don't tell you what. What, it's on the Constitution. Nothing like that. They just sneak it in and per, they give it. They put quotation marks around it. Boom, and that's the end of it. And then and then they blend it in with a whole bunch of mambo jumbo that has nothing to do with Title Four underneath it. And then you answer a couple more questions. You're done. But like you honestly could have spilled that whole space explaining what Title Four was. You could have told them what it was in the beginning. If you say I gotta agree to this to use your services, that should be question number one. Why would you why would you put it all in the middle after eighty questions where I'm just answering at this point? You want me to be like you want me to be null to what's going on when I when I just sign this. You think this is just you we put it in here to be a stupid question, just answer it. No, that's strategic. You know what I mean? Not teaching the community what Title Four is is strategic. The smartest of people don't know what Title Four is, I'm noticing. Us dads do, but the smartest of people, you know. So, man, it's business again. Fifty billion dollars. It's, I mean, how they regularly handle businesses get put us on child support off a rip, no questions. And but that's because it was wrote up in 1975. <laughs> the laws, the laws aren't for today, man. In 1975, color television had been out for like what? A year or two, maybe five. Like color television wasn't even out yet, for real. It was a blessing to have that in 1975. So that's when it was wrote. So I think it should take an update when we got people today who are raised by technology completely. Cell phones are raised by TV. They're raised. They're not. You know, they're not outside playing. My kids are outside playing right now. These are these. They're talking about a generation of folks coming up now. All 
raised in front of the TV. No outside go play, none of that. So we're yeah. dealing with something and different. Thing too, guys, when, when you're you know, doing your research online, you're talking about technology, make sure that the source that you're getting your um, information from is by the state in which your case is involved. Mm-hmm. And, and not just off of some random yeah. um, you know, websites. Yeah. You know, Go do your due diligence and look this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Be prepared. Wouldn't hurt, and that goes for attorneys as well, man. You got an attorney? Do your fucking research on the attorney, man. man. Do your research. Read their reviews, man. Make sure they're solid. They're good to go, man. Make sure you got somebody who's 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 gonna actually fight. You know what I mean? That's important. That all just comes to the you know the 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 ins and the outs, the the eyes and the t's. A lot of a lot of a football game can be won just by. The small things, man. One of my biggest rivalries in high school, we, we they beat our ass the first time we played them. The next year, we, our coach said, listen, we got the exact same team. This is how we're going to win. We're going to do the little things right. And we all were like, ah, I think it's going to take a little more than that, Coach King. No, he was right. We ran every play on two. We ran every play. And that we, we all we did was switch our cadence up and do the small things right. Shazam. You know what I mean? Focus on the little things, man. Focus on the little things, man. And I played on a college team. We had a whole session where it was just little things. He would scream out little things, and we'll go work on little things. You know what I mean? That shit is important, man. It's important. The the, the special teams. It's important, man. You can win a whole fucking game with special teams, man. You have an offense moving slow. You return two fucking punts for a touchdown. You in that thing. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, all things can be yeah. So, yeah, like you're saying, man, get cross your T's and dot your eyes. So, uh, what 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 has been? Uh, would you say? So, what would you say has been your biggest uh, takeaway from just all of this, man? You know, your kid, you know, everything you just described. You know, you come home. Just what everything, all the way leading up to Monday when you when a judge told you. Kids are with you. Good to go. Um, yeah, what's been what's been your biggest takeaway? Focusing on something that will allow you to not lose your mind and do something stupid to cause um, yourself grief um, in the whole battle that, you, that you're up against. Um, my cousin, he um, shot Ernie. He was my grounding, you know, for me. Um, through all of this and you know when I go back into town he, he'd say hey look don't do nothing dumb you know and, and you just keep keep your focus keep your um, find something to do with your time mine honestly it, it was having a, a drink sitting in the pool and relaxing yeah yeah you know, find, find your find your niche, whatever it is. Running, you know, the people go run and, and, and that clears their head. Whatever, but yeah. find something instead of just sitting inside and basking, soaking, and yeah. because you're gonna do something stupid. Yeah, I like to I like to say the score is zero zero. You keep looking at that scoreboard and seeing you're down by fourteen, and keep saying, telling yourself you're down by fourteen. You're going to play like shit. You're going to start rushing things. You're going to, uh-uh. Long game, second quarter, 0-0, zero, zero, bro. There's a lot of football left to be played. 14 points can be scored no matter of fucking three plays. If you do it right, shit, two plays if you do it right. You know what I mean? So it's like 0-0. Zero, zero. The score is 0-0, zero, zero, man. And again, you said go for a run. That's one of my go-tos. Any dads out there listening, they say all of life's problems seem so small while you're running a mile. And they do. 
You get out there, you start running. Man, you, when you feeling tired, you just think about how your kid got stoned. Boom, extra jolt. That's right. I get that second win. Don't be win. too proud to drop on your knees and talk to God. Too. Man, and that's numero uno. Go to God first with your problems and then and kind of try to turn life down a little bit. Again, if we're listening, if we, if we got life on volume 10, we got God on volume 4. It's no wonder why we can't hear what God's talking about. You got him on level 4. You got life turned up to 10. Why don't you turn life down a little bit, turn that to 4, turn God up to 10 and see how things, you know, what's he telling you to do? You know, but again, man, you know, we got to understand when someone steals a kid, when someone hurts a kid or something like that, they're working with the enemy. The things they're getting, the energy they're getting, they're getting, they're working with the enemy. They're, so right. the battle's won as long as you, you, you know you're doing the right thing, you know. The battle's already won. We're the head, not the tail. So that's important to note. But yeah, man, so talk a little bit about uh, how you felt after the judge told you and your lawyer told you the custody was yours on Monday. What, what was some of the... Do you want to know exactly what happened? Yeah. It was like the big old Ric Flair of the whoa! <laughs> right. Wow. And then I got um, heavily intoxicated. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. And when you say that, man, I know when you drink a brew or when you have a little shot or something, man, you're good to go, man. You're still a good parent. You still, you know, nothing, no funny business, no none of that. And and it's important. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't there, dude, so... Yeah. No, I'm just saying, That's even 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 still, you know what I mean? Like, even still, I know you're gonna be an elite dad and still be able to, at the end of the day, sit down, have a little sip, and drink in the pool, sit in the pool. I already know you're gonna you're gonna be able to do everything, and it'll it will not hinder you being no dad, nothing like that. You're gonna be elite because you are elite, bro. That's what you did. You went and got it. You didn't take. You didn't let the the fight get taken to you. You you fought back, and that's that's what dads need to hear. These type of conversations where hey, folks ain't just laying down and telling the state, waiting for the state to do the right thing, because they aren't. You're gonna have to tell them to do the right thing. <laughs> they all, yeah, you gonna have to tell them. So, uh, if you could talk to a father um, who's being alienated from his child, obviously, a lot of dads out there, um, yeah. no battle not seeing their children uh, and they handle it in different ways there's been dads on this podcast that have mentioned suicide a couple of them um what what would be your biggest advice to a dad out there suffering from alienation uh today that no matter what that child still knows who their daddy is and that fight that you're fighting for that child or them children they will see it one day Mm -hmm. truth always comes out in the end you may you losing in your mind, not seeing them, or maybe you do get them back and they're, they're not wanting to be around you because they've been brainwashed. Just as the time it took to create the bond originally, that doesn't mean that it can't happen again. So don't give up. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful, man, because my daughter and my son hadn't seen me for 950 days. And the movie, when I first seen them again for the first time, plays out like it's like a, it's a real movie to me. I, I'm at a police station. It's a long hallway. It's kind of dark and dim in there. I squat dies. Come here, baby. He's like, get off the bench. They walked to me like my daughter walked like a zombie, like she knew me. But it was like she she just I picked her up. And she put her head on my shoulder like that'll never go away. That'll be with me till, I, till they drop me down. You know what I mean? Like that will okay. that scene will never erase my. I love you too, Roscoe. My son not really knowing who I was. Like that'll never I'll never forget that. And all the way to him 
the two visits later not wanting to leave, crying when it's time to go to him, you know what I mean? Running to the car yeah. when it's time. Man, these things, these things, it recreated. Once you do win and whatnot, just remember, keep your due diligence even after because they're looking for any little drop in the ball to, you know, take you back to court and, and just stay on your game even after. Yeah. Because you can win. You can win. Yeah, you can win. You can win, but they want you to lose really bad. So <laughs> never keep that out of your yeah. minds. Never opportunity where they want to make you win, lose again. If you want to win more than they want you to lose, you're going to win. That's it. That's it. You got to be ready to fucking fight, though, man. Uh, my, qu- my next question would be, what would you say to a mother alienating a child if you could say something to her today? I need you to go look in a mirror and be honest and truthful with yourself. And say that you are proud of who you are doing what you're doing. If you can do that, you're a different type of person and you need some serious help. Mm-hmm. But remember, that child needs his daddy just as much as he needs his mom. Mm-hmm. No, man. It, I couldn't agree it, more. It, it, it doesn't, it's no longer about y'all. It's about the child. Mm-hmm. Just do it right, man. Do the right thing, man. I think that's powerful, man. Look what you did. You heard what was going on with your kid, and still, even after the first incident, man, you wanted to only wanted what was right, only wanted what was right, only wanted what was right, and you really you you didn't you didn't shy away from only wanting what you thought was right until that wasn't even right anymore. You know what I mean? And literally, that's literally what I just heard you say, man. Like you wanted what was right until what you thought was right honestly wasn't right anymore and then at that point it was like all right well you know but look at all the time god put on your heart for for the right thing to actually be there you try you know what i'm saying and that's why dad's out there don't stop if what's right is you getting 50 50 get 50 50 if what's right is you getting the whole thing go get the whole thing but don't be afraid you gotta go do what's best for your kids it ain't about you you know what I mean? So that, that's powerful. Um, if you could say, uh, your, your son's obviously going to be with you here shortly. Um, but uh, if, and he's eight, so obviously an eight-year-old wouldn't necessarily be listening to a podcast. But I'm a firm believer that technology sticks around. So uh, what would you say to him if he could hear this podcast in five or ten years? Bubba, that promise that I made you, Peyton, that day I had to bring back your mama in April 2020. Daddy kept his promise for you, and I fought 10 times harder than I ever thought I would be able to. And like my, my posts on, on social media, you know, it's hashtag I did it for Peyton. And he's got um, some videos that I've um, done some just blogs that he will have later in life too, of me going through this and doing what I did, to, you know, be able to be a dad again. And um, the truth's going to come out. And Daddy loves you, Peyton. And I got your back, partner. Mm-hmm. I think those are powerful words, man, because, you know, I, 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 well, I look my kids in the eyes many times and I say, listen, you will be here. And when I wake up sometimes on days like Wednesdays or Fridays, I still am like, damn, look at God, man. Look what he did. Like he, uh, I, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. So it's, it's, it's important, man, that we, 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 we claim it. And man, I, I think I think I think this conversation we had was powerful because it showed how 
optimistic you stayed, how calm you stayed, how you didn't you didn't resort to no type of violence. You did, you know, you did you did well, man. Um, and it goes to show any dad out there who whose kid is being abused. And that's uh, April is Child Abuse Awareness Month, and we just passed it. Um, but every every day should be Child Abuse Awareness Month. No kids should be uh, getting abused. When I gotta put my kids in timeout, I feel bad. I don't know how people beat on their kids and don't feel bad. Well, I, I just don't. And I understand culture and both cultures, you know. But there's no excuse for no meth fiend to ever have the opportunity to put hands on no kid. It's no excuse for no um, PCP fiend in my instance to ever put no hands on no kid. Never. It's no. It's no excuse for no kids to come home with black eyes. And furthermore, there's kids all around the globe with multiple more injuries. There's a kid getting beat on today from a from a bad parent. Um. So yeah. Some parents man. don't realize how much you can get through to your child by sitting down and talking to them with care, compassion, love, sternness, how much more you can get through to a child versus just tearing their ass up. Yeah, yeah, man. Just talk to them, man. Just talk to them, man. You know, and talking to them ain't working. They think they take advantage of it. Find other creative ways to parent. This doesn't come uh-huh. on. Find other creative ways to parent, man. Maybe you know what I mean. If they if they play all day on their tablet, cut that tablet time. If they want to play outside with the tom, cut that. Look, there's other ways to parent, yeah, man. But yeah. that's parents. Yes, that's another thing. You know, this is a way off topic. But if it's little boys, don't put them outside in the ditch and let them play in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> let them be boys. Yeah, yeah. Let them do their thing, man. Let them let them do their thing, man. Let them parent, man. Parent your children. Go ahead. Parent your children. Don't 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 let don't don't leave. Yep, here I come. I'm I'm almost done. Here I come. I'm coming right now. Uh, parent them. Don't you know? Don't don't let the technology parent them. Parent them, man. Spend time with them. Hang out with them, man. So, um, I'm I'm really I'm, I appreciate the time you took today to speak, man. Uh, uh, if there's any dads out there uh, that heard uh, Sean's story. <laughs> if there's any dads out there that heard Sean's story and they feel like they want to uh, reach out to Sean, man, for some advice or they want to talk to him or they want to uh, connect or hear more of his story, you just contact me. Let me know and I will get you right through to Sean. Um, and also, um, if there's anybody out there who feels like um, there's somebody they know who needs to hear this story, take this link, copy it, share it somewhere. Um, anything you can, man. We're, we're we're, we're building a team of fathers who are going through this. We will not get over this uh, social injustice until we start talking about it. But our dads didn't have the ability to talk like our son's dads do. Um, so we're, we're bridging the gap right now. Um, father's rights is just now a topic, just now being talked about. But the time is right now. We can't wait um, another year, two years, three years, four years. We got to start. Uh, we got to start. We got to start putting this topic on the table right now and uncovering uh, all the damage that it's been doing. That's been done. We got to start uncovering how much money is being made um, from these counties and a lot of these counties are standing in places where there's no schools so we could take that money and give it back to the kids some type of way we it, 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 it'd be beneficial but as long as the money the 50 billion annually is going right back into their pockets this isn't going to work we need to figure out how to how to how to put the focus back onto the children um, and not the system um, it's, it's, it's 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 profitable but what would be more profitable is what we st- what we claim to stand on, which is integrity, justice, uh, liberty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's those are all those are you know our constitutional rights shouldn't be at risk every time every time somebody decides they want to f- go bring some weirdo over the house and not attend to their kid. Like 
like that, man. That's just bullshit. But I'm glad we and you had the opportunity to talk. Your son, man, will forever. Um, I mean, all heroes don't wear capes, so you're a hero. Um, and man, your son, he, uh, he's in good hands. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what you do with him. Uh, man, and make sure you call back whenever you want, man. We'll do a part two. Do an update, man. Or if you got some things you want to say to dads, please, bro, just give me a call and we'll get back to it. That sounds awesome. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'll talk to you next time, Sean. Keep being a leader. All right. Talk All right. So that was our interview with Sean, calling from Louisiana, originally from Michigan. Um, I think that was a powerful interview. Uh, the reason why I think that was powerful because it goes to show um, he dealt with some of the things I dealt with. And yeah, you will hear me repeat some stories and tell fathers things you've already heard if you're a regular listener on this podcast. But it's not necessarily about you. When I'm talking, it's about what, what you know, he's never talked to these dads before. I can't trust the, hey, go back and listen if you want to hear what. Yeah, but at the same time, these are conversations that need to be had so i'm going to repeat them so i do apologize for repeating some stories that you may hear but they need to be said they need to be repeated in certain situations uh, while i'm talking to these fathers um sean uh, was dealing with uh child abuse so we had to brush over child abuse a little bit and talk about it because any dad out there and you know, any of my friends i see that are stepdads which um i got a lot of them that are stepdads they take the job very fucking seriously. Very seriously. Now, it's on a mom to have the right person around to be a stepfather. That's number one. But number two, we're dads, so we stand strongly on dads, men being good dads. Since that's what we believe in. Um, yeah, Sean said something else. There's no book on this. This is all off the cuff. This is all, you know... This is a hurry-up offense, pretty much. But hurry-up offenses can be ran effectively if you know what you're doing, if you have the right personnel out there. So it can be done, um, and it's done all the time. Uh, Sean just showed us uh, perseverance, uh, patience, uh, and just dignity can win you the game. Um, There's more dads out there like that. We're going to keep reaching out to dads. I'm going to podcast more. Keep having these conversations. Keep telling dads my story. Keep asking them to tell us their story. Uh, we're, we're just going to keep pushing, pushing, pushing the envelope here. Um, again, if you want to help this podcast, there's some things you can do. There's a support link uh, on the uh, on the page. Uh, there is the biggest support of all. You can take the link, copy it, and post it somewhere. Um, maybe on your Facebook page, maybe on a Twitter page, maybe give it to a dad who needs to hear it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get ready to go be a dad here, man. Kids have been outside playing, so it's, I'm about to go out there and play with them, man. You guys, uh, make sure you have a blessed day.